We live in a world of mistrust of those in authority and even of institutions. I'm sure you've heard these jokes before that reflect our culture's disdain and mistrust and cynicism towards those in authority. You heard this before. How can you tell when a politician's lying? Yeah, their lips are moving. Okay. And somebody once said we could switch lawyers with white lab rats. And scientists did it. They no longer do their scientific testing with white lab rats, but they use lawyers. They found out that lawyers are willing to do things that white lab rats aren't. And then when a light went and they found that scientists were more attached to white lab rats than they were to lawyers when the testing was over. Okay? Sort of goes to show how we feel about those in authority. Our world is one of trickery, mistrust, one is cynicism, oh, sorry, cynicism and lack of trust. We don't have any heroes in American society. What is one person's hero is disdained by the other half of the nation. Another person's hero is disdained by the other half of the nation. There are no longer heroes in American society. We look at institutions and those in authority with disdain. It's nothing new. Trickery is nothing new. Adam and Eve, when they sinned, went and what? Hid from God and covered themselves with what? Fig leaves. Jacob duped Esau into his birthright. Cain brought God a lesser offering. And then when God gave Abel the praise, what did Cain do to his brother? See it? Killed him. In the New Testament, Ananias and Sapphira held back God's offering. Trickery and being duped is nothing new. Even in our modern world, we have phrases. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. Don't let the cat out of the what? Where'd that come from? In farming communities, people used to trade little piglets and pigs, and they stuck them in burlap bags, and they tied it closed in their trade, and some people duped the others. Instead, they put in cats or kittens. So when you open up the bag, you let the what? The cat out. And today, even in our modern day, we hear of what? Ponzi schemes. What's a Ponzi scheme? I'm going to become rich. My initial investors are going to reward from those who invest after them, and so forth and so forth. We also know them as pyramid schemes, Ponzi investments by paying early investors with later investments, and the person who invested a later usually gets left out. You and I live in a world of distrust, disdain, and we really sometimes don't trust even those in authority, and sometimes institutions even include the church. Billy Joel, my favorite musician, sings this, Honesty is such a lonely word, everyone is so untrue. And I want some pretty face to tell me pretty lies. All I want is what? Someone to believe. So if you're like me, on Wednesday you watch the news. We saw a scene that we probably haven't seen since, well, none of us, maybe very few of us can remember, the end of World War II. One nation against another nation. And there in our living room we saw the horrors of modern warfare against a sovereign nation. And there we see the horrors and pain of modern warfare being delivered upon a people. And we ask ourselves, what can be done? And where will we go from here? And when will this stop? And may it affect us? We sort of look at the whole situation like, what can we do? There's really not much we can do, and we hope that it all ends there. In the meantime, in front of our very eyes, we watch the suffering of a nation under war. Who am I speaking of? Yeah. So once again, it only adds to our lack of faith and trust and cynicism of the world around us. 
But yet today, for us Christians, it's Transfiguration Sunday, and here Jesus appears in His full glory as God, and He brings with Him from the Old Testament, back from the realms of eternity, His faithful prophets, Elijah and Moses. And God speaks to us today in the midst of our, I don't know, lack of faith and cynicism, how we view the world, and Jesus speaks to us and says, in spite of that, look at me, I am here. I work all things together for the good. I am with you. And there we glance at the transfiguration, Jesus, our hope when all seems lost. Now, let me flip back here. There with him are Moses and Elijah. And they are sort of his faithful living witnesses. And so today, I'd like to show you a picture of faithfulness through Moses. What's so significant about Moses? That Moses is there as Christ reveals his glory. Well, he is one of the witnesses who round us as we run the race marked out for us. So God gives us a living person who sort of looks like, this is what faithfulness looks like. This is what faithfulness looks like in a faithless world. And he gives us a witness, and even Moses sees us. He's one of the witnesses who in glory, they see us, the angels and God see us as we walk this life in faith. So let's talk about Moses. He's raised as a basket case, remember? His mother put him in a basket to avoid Pharaoh, who's going to kill all baby Jewish boys. He's a basket case. And really, for 80 years, he really didn't understand God. Now, I'm trying to say to everybody here, it's never too late to stop doing something bad and never too late to begin doing something good. And no matter our age, God can still use us. Very wise, gifted man, and God made himself known to him and called him miraculously, I am who I am. Remember in front of the burning bush? And so God now calls his servant, and Moses is faithful. He's faithful in heart. Can you read the verse with me there? Go ahead. What is humility? What is humbleness? C.K. Chesterton, the great author, says this, Humility is a mother of all giants. We see more from the valley floor than we do from the mountaintops. C.S. Lewis speaks of the great sin of pride. He said, Our Lord had difficulty with those who were proud, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law. But yet, even those people involved in prostitution and tax collectors and thieves and zealots, not so much of a difficult time. Those are different sins. But the sin of pride is so harmful. Um, a sin of pride doesn't allow anyone to learn anything. I shared this a few weeks ago. You know, you can always tell a Lutheran. You just can't tell them much. You know what I mean? Okay. A prideful person can't learn. A prideful person already has their heart is full. But in humility, we learn and we can grow. We can be molded and shaped. Humility is such a blessing. My prayer is that the older we get, the more what? Humble we get. We're only saved by God's grace. How humble can we be? Moses is very humble, and he's faithful in action. Eighteen times in Exodus, Moses did just as God commanded. He was obedient, and he was faithful in action. Andrew Carnegie once said this, The older I get, the less I listen to what people say, and the more I watch what they what? Do. 
I watch what people do. Remember, the world is not changed by our words. The world is changed by our what? Action. Jesus says, do, just do not be listeners of the word, but be what? Doers of the word and go and do likewise. So Moses is a faithful witness. He did as God commanded. He didn't need his words to speak. His actions spoke louder than his words. What else about Moses? He's faithful as God's spokesman. Can you read the verse with me? I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. Now, some of you might remember. Do any of you remember Walther League? Remember Walther League? Well, Walther, Walther League got its name from C.F.W. Walther, who was the first president of our synod. And Walther once said this, When I die, I want people to say that I was never original. I only spoke God's word. I don't need to be original about anything. I was simply the spokesman through which God spoke his word through me. May the same be said of me and you. Moses simply spoke God's word. He didn't need to be original or creative. He spoke God's life-giving word. What else about Moses? With him I will speak face to face. So close did Moses come before God that he had face-to-face interaction with God. Now none of us here can see God in in his full glory and yet live. So maybe God somewhat veiled the glory of his face, or maybe God protected Moses, but he still saw God face to face. This past week, I visited with Mrs. Faye Luring, and we were talking about our faithful shepherd's life and death. And Mrs. Luring shared with me at the moment he died, she shared with her husband, you will now see Jesus how? Face to face. May we see death is our opportunity to see who? Jesus, how? Face to face. That is what death is for us Christians. We get to see Jesus face to face. Moses saw Jesus face to face. A faithful prophet, a doer, a basket case called by God. What else about Moses? He's faithful in detail. He built the tabernacle where God promised to intervene and be with his people. True, God is everywhere and anywhere at one time but it's in God's house where he promises to bring his blessings. He's a faithful witness. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. Moses did nothing but pointed to Jesus. If the spotlight was on Moses, only long enough to glance at him so he could duck and point to Jesus. What else about faithful Moses? He's faithful as a servant. One out of five people in the Bible have been called a servant. Moses called a servant more times than anyone else in the Bible. What's a servant? Don't have to tell me, what's a servant? Jesus said this, nobody is greater than the Lord, and I am a servant. No one's greater than me. The disciples were arguing among themselves of who was the greatest, and Jesus brought up a little child and said, you must have the faith of a little child and go be a servant. There is nothing below what a servant can do. Now, I heard this about our Pope, I mean the modern Pope, the Pope in our day, that at night he puts on ordinary clothing and he takes with himself special bags filled with food and medicine and he has vouchers for hotel rooms and he goes among the needy and the homeless. We can praise him for being a what? A servant, a sign of a servant. Be a servant. 
Be willing to lower yourself to do what needs to be done for those around us. But Moses was a servant. He's faithful as an intercessor. He's a man of grace. Pleaded twice to spare Israel. One time when they built the golden calf and the other time when they refused to go into the promised land. And God's anger burned and Moses said, God, be patient with them. What a man of mercy. Friends in Christ, when you and I sin, Satan is an accuser and he goes to God the Father and says, oh, you know that wonderful little Christian of yours? Do you know what they just did? And Jesus intercedes for us and says, yes, but I cover them with my sins. Friends in Christ, when you and I die in faith, there's all sorts of things that can be accused of all of us, but Jesus intercedes and he covers us with his blood. He's the Lamb of God. Moses was an intercessor. What else about Moses as a witness? Moses regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than treasures of heaven because he was looking forward to his reward. You see, Moses lived a good life as an Egyptian. He drove a Porsche. He had an indoor and outdoor pool. He lived in a multi-million dollar home. He had seven large screen TVs. Things were great. Being in power in Egypt, he was a wealthy, influential, respected man until God told him, Moses, that's not you. You're a Hebrew. You're one of us. And Moses gave that all up. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ. I do not need all this stuff. I'm one of God's people. Moses, faithful servant. He's faithful unto death. Moses was 120 years old. Do any of you or I think will live to be 120? You think our minds and bodies be fully functioning 120? But it was for Moses and he served every last day. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyes were not weak nor his strength gone. There he is looking at the promised land. Friends in Christ, may God lead us to be like Moses, a faithful witness. Beginning any time to serve, to be a servant, to be a spokesman for God, to be a prophet, to point to Christ, to be a servant, to be humble, to intercede for others, and to serve as long as our mind and body holds out. That's the witness that God is putting in front of us today in grace and faith. Yet, in spite of all this, Jesus is still greater. Jesus is Lord and God, our transfigured Lord. Appointed him faithful to the one who appointed him God our Father. So today, fix your eyes on Jesus. As Moses pointed Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus who has mercy upon us all in spite of the unfaithfulness of our word, for he is faithful to us. So how about this for a closing thought? Can you all read it with me? And all God's faithful people say...